Hey, what's up? What's up, everybody? It's Lizzie. And I got my guy, Mr. Mitchell, in the building for another State of the New York Knicks podcast. <sighs> Episode 46. How you doing, Mr. Mitchell? How you doing, brother? Yeah, doing good. Doing good, Bray. Doing good over this way. Just finished work, so getting... um. Just got all my information up for this episode as well. So um, how are you going over your way? Uh, yeah, I'm good, man. I just got to work my damn self. So <laughs> I'm, I'm in a good mood, man. Um, well, free agency is <laughs> a couple days away. The suspense is growing. So I figured we talk about in this episode but real quick first um let's get into uh nba draft picks uh i know last episode it was me you and cal and we got in the death in the basically almost all the teams so that was a good one um but now we're going to get into real death with rj barrett iggy brad dingus I hope I said his name right, and Chris Wilkes. So, um, I guess I, I guess I'll let you go first, bro. I guess oh, can, uh, let's start off with Iggy first. I want to start off with Iggy first, cause I definitely got a, a, a lot more information than I had last time. Um, we basically got three of the best spot up shooters in the draft, according to Synergy data. Um. Mm. And the best one in the draft is Iggy, the best bottle shooter in the draft. Um, let me give you a couple of couple of stats, and then I'm gonna let you. Then I'm gonna let you take because <laughs> I know this is your your guy. I know you mentioned him. Yeah, a couple yeah. episodes. I know you mentioned him a couple episodes. So this is your guy. Um, some stats. Let me throw some stats at you, bro. So as a freshman at Michigan. He averaged 14.8 points per game, 5.4 rebounds per game. And he also posted impressive and advanced statistics. Per Synergy data, Brasdingas scored 1.19 points per shot up, per spot up possession, meaning he scored a point basically every time he spot up. So 1.19. Points per spot of possession, that's beautiful, which placed him in the 92 percentile of all NCAA players. He also scored .93 in pick-and-roll situations, which was 84th percentile, and ranked in the 89th percentile as a cutter. So he's a great cutter, efficient spot-up shooter, rugged. And let me give you one more stat. Bresdingas is the first freshman in Big Ten history to average to score more than 500 points, grab more than 200 rebounds, and knock more than 50 made three-pointers. Here's an interesting statistical quirk that goes along with that. R.J. Barrett and Ignis Brasdegas were the only two freshmen in the nation in the 500-250 club in 2018-2019. <sighs> 
this guy going yeah to yeah well the the numbers are, are, as I just mentioned um for Iggy speak for themselves um you know he's he's six eight 250 215 pound small forward power forward I mean he played a lot of power forward in college um that they're more seeing him as a small forward wing uh in the NBA um yeah I really like this guy I really like this kid um he, he can guard the three and the four um he has great and, and shows great confidence and presence about himself for a young man um shows confidence on and off the court on and off the court um and, he, and he's a player that I guess you can say accepts coaching and, and he wants to grow. Um, he led the Wolverines in scoring en route to winning the Big Ten Freshman of the Year honours. Um, of course, he's born in Lithuania, but he was raised in, in Ontario, Canada. Um, and and he's, uh, he's a 20-year-old lefty um, and just an absolute relentless worker. Um, I think he's... He's got great work ethic, um, good basketball IQ, and um, and, he, and drive. Um, they're all going to give him a chance to be successful. Um, he's going to naturally want to be a better ball handler, become a better passer, and, and probably work on becoming an elite-level shooter. Um, he, he also started, I noticed, towards uh, the end of the season, started to improve his defence um, at the later part. So... That was a good sign um, because that was an, an area of concern yeah. earlier in the season. But he um, he was he was showing actually good signs um, of you know just just getting down the defensive fundamentals um, and that that's going to improve. And, and because he's got that will to improve and, and that will to want to be better, um, I, I guess you know we we'll see those improvements because um, I think he wants to be a two way player. Um, in his lone season with with the Wolverines, um, he didn't perform like a freshman at all. Um, it, in, it began in the team's summer trip to Spain um, for the three exhibition games against pro teams. Um, he was the team's leading scorer in all three games. Um, he scores in multiple ways. Um, at the moment, I guess he, he's more of a driver right now than anything. Um, Tacks the rim like an NBA player. Um but he has a knack for finishing around the rim, um, and he's just a—it's just a good, sound young player. Um, again, you know, with any young player, there's always room for improvement. Um, but just with the skills he's shown so far, um, his heart, his passion, um, his energy—yeah, um, he just brings it. He just brings it, and um, as I said, he, he just kept improving with each game throughout the season, just got better and better. Um, so he, he was a really good pickup for us, I, I believe. Um, you know, he's, he's going to be a, a good impact player off the bench. Um, he, he could even be straight away top. You know, he, he's got a good size. He's got aggression. Um, yeah, he, he's not afraid at all. He's not afraid at all. Um, that's what I love about him. But, um, yeah, I mean, all these coaches that um, – the new Cavs coach, who was his coach at college, that, that John Bleland, um, I mean, he, he, he raves about him. Um, so, yeah, I, I think, he, yeah. I think he, he went under the radar, like I was saying um, in a couple podcasts ago. He was, he was going under the radar, but I kept my eye on him because he was just impressing me. Um, yeah, I, I, as I, again, I think he's going to be good. And, and of course, he – him and RJ are aware of each other. They um, they teamed up together on on that young Canadian. So um, they played together before. Um, they they know each other. So um, it's already already got a combo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that yo yo, and 
I, that's what I'm loving. I'm loving how th- this is what I love the most. How Scott? Why Scott Perry picked this guy? It it's like connected dots. He played with R.J. Barrett before. He played with R.J. Barrett in elementary school or middle school. Played with him on the Canadian national team growing up. He knows this guy. Even R.J. said he plays his best with Iggy. So that right there is impressive. And to to see how Scott Perry was just so confident in this kid and, and, and said that we, we had him high on our draft board, but we didn't know if he was going to last into the second round. So I'm extremely impressed by Scott Perry with this pick. And what makes me even more impressed about it is I'm just envisioning him with Alonzo Tripp. And woo, them two off the bench, that's that's some scoring punch. I, I'm My only thing is what position is he going to play? This is this is what it comes down to me when it comes to Iggy. And I know Fisdale. I know Fisdale is going to want to play him. Yeah. Somebody has to get traded, bro. <laughs> Free agency, somebody has to get traded. I don't know who Dotson. I'm kind of not leaning towards DSJ because, you know, Scott, they put him in the email. So I'm like, he's going to stay here. I think somebody. Yeah, knows. I mean, I just don't know who, bro. It, it's going to be interesting. I mean, like, because uh, by the looks of it, Allenson's still on the roster, so I mean, he could he could be the one going. It could be Dotson. Um, I don't. I don't think. I don't think Allen is going. Oh to no, Allen no, not not Allen. Allen. Uh, sorry, Allenson. Hen- Henry Allenson. Oh, him? oh yeah, he, yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, he, he, even if they kept Dotson, see, they could get because he he's on the summer league team that Allenson. So I mean, they could easily get rid of him and and give Iggy minutes there in that regard. Um, however, I, I still think I, I still just get this feeling Dotson's gone regardless. Too, um, I have a feeling they might, you know, like I said to you in the last podcast, they might actually let Frank play out this year and just see what they've got because he's. What 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 he's showing in he, in the recent videos I've seen he, he is showing that he's gotten stronger he is showing that his shots a lot better um, so I, I think I think they've taken a mm-hmm. you know they've they've taken back mm-hmm. a step from looking at trading him now also because they didn't sort of get the bites that they were looking for on, on draft night anyway um, because they were sort of look. I was sort of looking at that late first round pick, early second, purely based on, yes, he's got a little ways to go on offense, obviously, but he's a defensive specialist. So that, that's that's why they were thinking, well, we could at least still get something for him because his defense, there's nothing wrong with his defense. He, he's, you know, he can defend one one through to three, um, especially, especially with his wingspan. So... Um, the, his defense, yeah. you know, is is really great, um, if you ask me. So, but um, if he can, yeah, I, it's t- I was just going to say, if he, what he's showing me no, in the, in, ahead, in his training videos and, and with it, with the um, shooting coach he's working with, if he can translate that from the practice court into like in game. Wow! All I'm going to say is he is going to be dangerous, and he's going to teams are going to have to respect him, not just from mid range, but from three point line. Because as I said, the shot looks totally different 
to how I seen it last season and the season before. It, it looks like he's he's done an RJ. He's tweaked the shot um, and his mechanics. So I'm impressed with him, to be quite honest. Yeah. It, it, it's funny before um, we leave the subject of Iggy. It's funny how Frank Nelakina could speak yeah. French. RJ Barrett could speak French. I read a story how on the Toronto Raptors, right? During the series between the Raptors and the 76ers, Ibaka and Pascal Siakam was was speaking in a certain language that Joel Embiid couldn't understand and Marcus Gasol. So they were speaking a language Joel Embiid couldn't understand on defense. So when they were switching or when they was double teaming, he didn't know. And that's a skit, that's a thing that I call chemistry. So Frank Nilakina is one of the guys that I think he's going to be one of the glue guys. I think they're going to try him out another year. He's in his videos, like you said. It looks more reformed. It looks way better. It looks like it come off his hand more fluid. But he, he looks like a good player. And that's another guy, Ignis, that, that my guy Iggy should rub off on. That, that toughness, that grit, um, talking trash, you know. So I'm really excited about Iggy. Um, next guy, Chris Wilkes. Another great spot-up shooter from UCLA, 6'8". He, um, 20 years old. He under, well, basically, he had an okay freshman season and underperformed his second season, basically. So his agent, I know I was listening to either I was listening to Locked On Knicks and his agent they said that his agent was saying how UCLA coaching was bad and it 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 wasn't up to his standards and blah blah blah. But Cal also told me about Chris Wilkes. So I wanna know do you see this guy sticking on the roster? And do you see him giving us any type of contribution this season? Because he is the third best spot of shooting. Yeah, well, I think initially um, it wouldn't shock me if he if he obviously first off spends time in the G League. Um, you know, he he was under the radar at UCLA because, I guess, of how bad they, they were. Um, you know, it, again, like, like you mentioned, he, he's a a great spot up shooter, but I, I think it's. I think he might come into use, you know, if we get any injuries during the season at small forward, because um, that that's where he plays. Um, so they they could do with him, I guess, what they did with with Kadeem Allen, like bring him in for for games here and there, and so he might see some time throughout the season. But I don't think it's it's going to be anything to monument or anything like that um, initially. Again, unless. Injuries come into play, then he might see more minutes and more time in the in the um, in the NBA um, over the G League. So, I think it'll just be a back and forth thing with him. Um, you know, bringing him up, giving him some games here and there, and if they even if you know guys are being rested for a night, you know, so he could see a bit of time. But I don't think it'll be anything significant. Yeah, 
because of especially where it, where they picked him up too. So I, I, I don't I don't know if he's they're going to sort of use him how they did with Tree. I put it that way. Um, I think he's a little less skilled than than someone like Tree at the moment, but. You know, he'll come in and, and I'm quite sure he'll do his job too, if, if called upon. Mm. Um, Quick little shout out before we get into RJ Barrett. Well, let me give y'all some Chris Wilkes numbers. 20 years old, he averaged 17.4. 17.4 points per game or 43 43 field goal percentage, 43%. Um, Amir Hinton, undrafted, I'm going to give him a shout-out because the kid averaged 29 points, 90% from the free throw line. Sneaky, under-the-radar pickup. I want to know, did you look up any information on this guy? I was watching a couple YouTube videos. I know he led the um, Division Two in scoring, so I was impressed by that. I see that he's a 6'5 guard, about 190 pounds. He's still soaking wet. But the kids got game, and I'm excited to see what he's going to do on our G League, um, I mean G League, on our Summer League roster because our yeah, Summer League yeah. roster well, is low, I, man. Low dead. So I, I was just going to say before you got, got into that, um, yeah, now, you, just oh, on oh, paper yeah. of, of the Summer League teams, I've had a look at a few of the other Summer League teams as well, but on paper, and our Knicks look good to take the whole thing out, man. <laughs> It's to be no reason why we don't go undefeated, bro. Yeah. No reason. No, I would be very disappointed. <laughs> so, some numbers real quick, and then I'm going to see, you know, if we got a little information on this guy. But Hilton averaged 29.4 points per game, five rebounds, four assists, 2.3 steals a game, while averaging 49% from the field, 34% from three, 89% from free throw range. Kid's a scorer, man. And he's a defender a little bit, man. So, yeah. Um, I'm, I've seen game? a little bit of footage on him. Um, I haven't seen a, a, like too much info out, obviously, yet. But I've heard that um, he impressed in a couple of workouts that he did do um, early in the piece. Um, and, and he's got a good two-way potential. Um, you know, he, he was under the radar um, a lot too. Um, another one of those types. But I like him. I, I think I'm a little bit more high on him than I am with Wilkes um, because of the room for improvement at, at both ends. But with the skill set he's already shown, as I said, that I've seen in, in footage, um, I think he was a sneaky picker. Um, yeah, he, he could come along like sort of in sort of fast and in the same sort of light as, as Trier did. Um you know, with, with the right, with the right um, coaching and and the right, you know, sort of um, mentality and everything. Um, I think he's got a good motor, um, and and like um, Iggy, I also think he he's got a, one of those wills to learn as well. Like he just soaks everything in. So, um, yeah, I think again another good sneaky pickup.
So <laughs> let me let's 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 get into the golden child of the draft. Let's get into RJ. RJ Barrett. This this guy, <laughs> he wanted to be a Nick. Steve Mills watched the NBA finals with him in his house with his wife. <laughs> um basically from all reports it looked it looked like the Knicks it looked like the Knicks already was going to pick this kid way before the draft happened. I'm very impressed with this kid the way he handles the New York media already. Like I always say 850 plus points, 250 plus rebounds, 150 plus assists. Only NCAA player ever to do that. First NCAA freshman to do that. This kid is amazing. Left-handed, just like Iggy. So we bring in two lefties. 850 plus points. Only freshman, other freshman to do that. Kevin Durant, Trey Young, and your boy Michael Beasley. Shout-outs to Michael Beasley. Once a Nick, always a Nick. Um... I'm I'm loving RJ, man. I'm loving RJ, man. What I here's a question I want to ask you, and then I'm gonna let you get into RJ. Do you think if we trade DSJ, like you can? Oh yeah, yeah. I'd 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 give him a good run there anyway. Put it that way. Um, I'd be interested. I mean, you know, you look at Ben Simmons for example. You know, who who's bigger than RJ? Um, and, and they and the 76ers run him at point guard. So, you know, size-wise, it's, it's not going to be an issue. Um, I, I think he's got the skill set. I think he's got um, – he, he can create from not just himself but for everybody. I mean, he's creating for Zion. So, um, you know, it, it, I'd run him at point guard. Even if, you, even if you had someone else come in as point guard too, it, it, he could act like a second point guard out there at the same time, um, creating as well. So – yeah, definitely for sure. I think Fendel would definitely look at it. So, now that we got RJ, we rolling into free agency. We rolling into free agency with $70 million in cap. Dennis Smith Jr., 22 years old. Kevin Knox. 19 years old, R.J. Barrett, 19 years old, Mitchell Robinson, 21 years old, Alonzo Trier, 23 years old, Frank Nalakina, 20 years old, a lot of young talent, nice young core, nice little seven-man core, if you want to include everybody, seven-man young core, if you want to include Dotson, include a lot of free agents out there. I would like to hear your top 10 free agents. And then I'm going to chime in on each free agent because I'm pretty sure we got the same top 10. We probably got some differences in there. But I'm, I'm, I'm interested to let you let you lead this off. I want, I want to hear, hear your top 10. Obviously, I know the top two. Obviously, oh. it would have to be KD um, for <laughs> yeah, well, I've got an interesting 10, actually. Um, I I went back and forth, and I had some names in there that I've now taken out and added names that I didn't have in there before. Um, beforehand, before I settled on me 10, I, I did have both KD and Kawhi at the top. Um, I've taken Kawhi out. 
Um, I've also taken Kemba Walker out. Um, I, I, I'm going on a realistic approach here. I, I just get a very strong sense that both are going to stay where they are. I know there's a lot of noise with, with Kawhi, for example, with the Clippers, but I think that's all it is. I think it's just noise. Um, yeah, I, I really believe that, that he's going to stay in Toronto. Uh, again, as much as I, I would love him on the Knicks, um, he would be a, a, the perfect pickup. Um, yeah, I just don't believe it, it's going to happen. I, you know, you, we've got to be realistic about I really believe he's going to at least maybe do a um, like a similar contract with Toronto that Kevin Durant's been doing with Golden State, like that one-on-one um, type, type thing. Um, and it, it has been rumoured for a little while that he's been leaning to short-term sort of deal there. Um, so it would it, shock me if he left, That put it that way. Um, same with Kemba. I, I don't think he's going to leave the money on, on the table. I think he's comfortable in Charlotte. I don't think he wants to go out of his comfort zone. Uh, I know there's a bit of noise with him and, and, and Dallas, but again, I think it's just noise. I think he ends up re-signing in Charlotte. So... Here's my top 10 anyway. Um, at number one, I've got Kevin Durant. Um, of course, I know with the Achilles and that, but now news coming out today that uh, he's extremely pissed off. And that was the exact word used. Extremely pissed off with Golden State. Um, so, yeah, he's... Um, yeah, he's, he's probably at the top of my list. Let me, I'm going to chime in on that. And I told you, I told you a couple podcasts ago, a lot of the reasons KD will leave, one of the main reasons he's going to leave is he was rushed. That was plain and simple. From the pressure from the upper management, pressure from the owner saying, oh, KD will be back these playoffs. Pressure from his teammates wondering what Kevin Durant is doing. And if that report is true, if he's really pissed off, I think we could. I think we could get him. Because if you could sell Kevin Durant, basketball wise, we're gonna have a system in place. Yeah. Pretty sure. So I'm pretty sure Fizdale gonna know how he wants to play. Because now we have a Fizdale team. So since he knows how we're gonna play, you can sell him on. Continued winning. Golden State Corps old. Clay Torres ACL. They already rushed you back when you shouldn't have played at all again. And me and you spoke about that. You should have never played again. So you think about New York, you think about the culture and how we're trying to change the culture, how we're trying to change the moral of the team. I think Kevin Durant adds that. I think Kevin Durant comes, he adds the moral. He Now superstars yeah. is going to look the next way because they see Kevin Durant is already on the roster. They see this young roster that's growing. So I think Kevin Durant, and you can sell him on legacy. Yeah. Man, you could come and, back next season. And this team And I'll, I'll just add, when I'm going into the meeting with KD, I mean, I'm, I'm going obviously with, with Perry and Mills. But I'm also taking RJ Barrett in there. I'm also taking Mitchell Robinson in there. But I'm also going to take in Alonzo Trier and Royal Ivy as well. I'm going to make sure he's got two friends in that room. So when he comes into that room, he is as comfortable as, as anything. 
Like he comes in going, hey, how you going? You know, like, so I'm taking that court. I'm, I'm, I'm taking that group in with me um, because yeah. having his little, uh, uh, you know, a guy he looks at as a, as a little brother in the room and, and having uh, one of his good friends in there that he's the godfather of, uh, of one of Royal Ivy's uh, children. Um, so having him in there as well, I, I think is going to just push that point across um, and, and they can all come together and, and sell him on, on what they're trying to sell, which is the family feel, the, 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 the family group, Nick, close knit group feel that they're, they're trying to build with, with the Nick. So, um, yeah, that's, that's the group I'd go into a meeting with him with. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I just think that would just put it right over the line, if you ask me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm high on Kevin Durant, even with the ruptured Achilles. I think I've talked myself into it. I, no. I think I'm still high on, on Durant. He doesn't rely on athleticism. That's the one thing. He relies on his shooting, his perimeter shooting. So, okay, extremely high on that first. Yeah, one. well, my second guy. Second um, guy? I know me and you've gotten a debate over this fella, but I. I really want him, in, and I've got my reasons why I want him. Is D'Angelo Russell? Um, I want, I want, to, I want us to come in and sneak under the Nets' noses since they're so mm-hmm. focused on Kyrie, um, and and I want us to take D'Angelo Russell because I don't think he wants to be there on that roster if they get Kyrie. Um, he, he's just moved to Manhattan um, as well. Um, since leaving the Lakers, that 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 kid is. He's just blown me away in leaps and bounds with how far he's come. Um, I, I recently watched two videos recently, workout videos. Mm-hmm. He's in the gym working out. He's, he's in the practice courts working out. His shot is just unbelievably better to where it was, even even on last season. Like He was nailing shots all over the court um, from mid-range right out to the three. And, and he's got some range. He's got some range, um, but he looks stronger. Yeah, yeah, he looks he looks stronger too. Um, so yeah, I, I feel he and and he would fit in with the youth movement because he's still young. So I I really could see him fitting in better with RJ um, with with Kevin Knox. You know, if you had a backcourt of, of D'Angelo Russell and RJ Barrett, that's a that's a big backcourt. Um, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Because because yeah. D'Angelo six six, and and I think what like, D'Lo's what six, six five, six eight. Yeah. Mm. Oh, nah, there you D'Lo go. Is, D'Angelo Russell six eight. Yeah. He's, no, yeah. D'Angelo yeah. Russell six six. It'll RJ be six seven six eight. Oh, and and like yeah, he, that, that, he that just hard. came off a career year with the Nets as well. Um, that, that, so I, I actually think it's a bit when you kind of look at it from from his perspective, it's a little bit disrespectful that they're kind of look, looking to go out to get another point guard because I, I thought he he kind of kept a minute um, with his play. Um, you know, he lifted that team. Um, he was a leader on that team. Um, he, he even got his assist numbers up. Um, 
You know, he got even he even got um, better in was working on his defense as well. Um, he's a worker. He's a he's a very hard worker. Um, he just wants to be the best. He, he he says it all the time. He wants to be the best point guard in the league. Um, with with that drive, he he, he I could easily see him one day. You know, being in the top three point guards in the league because he, he's got that will. He's got that drive. Um, I think personally, I, I would prefer him to run. Uh, our team from the point over Dennis Smith. Uh, I mean, I don't like Dennis Smith's short arms. He hasn't got a big wingspan. Span. Um, he's a, he's an athletic point guard, but then we all know how terrible he is at, at the free throw line. Whereas D'Angelo Russell, of course, no no dramas at the free throw line. He's a better free throw shooter. Um, I think he's got a high basketball IQ than Dennis Smith, um, which he showed at the Nets. Um, as I said, I've been really impressed with his workout videos on his game. Um, he's worked on his handle, on his shot. Um, as I said, worked on getting stronger. I think he'd be a good point guard for us. Um, I'd be willing to even go far because you're not you're not giving him like a max contract like a Kevin Durant, of course. Uh, I think he's, his number is D'Angelo's must be about 26 or 27, but you could probably get him a little bit cheaper than that, I reckon, on a four-year deal. But I'd want to sign him up to a four-year deal straight up and let him run with this core, let him mix with RJ, let him mix with Kevin Knox, let him run. I mean, I could see him doing what he was doing with with Jared Allen, throwing lobs all day long to Mitchell Robinson too. So, yeah, I'm really high on him. I'm, I'm really high on, on D-Lo. Um, you know, and initially in, in early in the process when we were all talking about, it, I was quite high on Kyrie, but I, I've shifted gears on that and and moved to D'Angelo Russell, um, just because I've never been sold on on um, Dennis Smith. Don't get me wrong, I, I love watching his dunks when when he can get to the rim and, and and do that, but I just think he can be erratic at times and he's a bit turnover prone. And again, it's it's more the 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 short wingspan. And he is a short point guard that, that also concerns me going forward as well. Um, yeah, I, I just think D'Angelo Russell's definitely a better choice, for me personally anyway. Yeah. Damn. That point guard position for the Knicks, man. Mm. That's going <laughs> to be the biggest question mark going into free agency point guard spot. Because a lot of fans are split on Dennis Smith Jr. Even me at times, because it's like, we got RJ. I want to shoot at point guard. I don't really want another ball-dominant guard at point guard, honestly, with RJ Barrett. But just like Jonathan Macri told me, he said he's the most played. He's excited that RJ RJ gets to play with is Dennis Smith Jr. So... I mean, there are a lot of people who like the combination. There are a lot of other people who don't like the combination. So it's it, it, it's all about what Fizdale yeah. sees. So we're going to see June 30th about what Fizdale sees. <laughs> but I don't mind D'Angelo Russell from an yeah. $18 million to a $20 million contract. Nothing more. Nothing third, more. My third guy I think you'll um, like is um, who's Marcus Morris. Um. I love Marcus Morris. I've always preferred him over his brother. Um, good three-point shooter. He's a dog defender. Um, you know, he, he can switch in between, between the three and the four. Um, he's strong. 
Um, you know, he's good even from the mid-range. Um, you know, I can't say much more about him other than I, I think he, he'd be a good vet fit, um, even if you're just giving him a year contract or two at the most. Um, you know, he, he can keep up with the pace still. Oh, he can yeah. still dunk it, like, even even get, I mean, well, he's in 29, I think he's 29 going on 30 or something like that. So I think he'd be a good veteran piece, um, as I said, for a year or two. Um, and he'd add to the locker room, um, especially because I, I get this feeling we, we may be losing DeAndre Jordan from a few reports I've been uh, reading about. Um, so I, I wouldn't mind Marcus Morris, in, especially at the power forward position. I think that's a position oh. kind of a need at the moment. I think Marcus Morris would complement Mitchell Robinson. Um, yeah, so he, he's third on my list. I love Marcus Morris. I think he would complement the team too. Um yeah. Like his shooting at the four spot, like his toughness, his toughness of rub off on the kids. I like Morris. I mean, I, I don't mind him. I don't. Was it? Was that the twin that was always that was mouthing off? Yeah. Andrew Robinson. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was Marcus. I'm pretty sure it was Marcus. Was yeah. Keith Morris. If it was Marcus, <laughs> I'm very interested to see that relationship. <laughs> I remember he said, I remember when the rap, when um the reporter asked him, hey, um, was you mouthing where why he was going back and forth with, with the rookie with with Mitch Robinson? And Marcus Morris said, <laughs> stupid ass rookie. <laughs> so I don't I, I don't mind Marcus Morris. I don't mind Marcus Morris. We definitely do need my fourth guy on the list. Um, this is very interesting because four, five, and six, I've, I've got sort of power forward center type here. So my fourth guy is Julius Randall. Um, just come off a career year. Um, again, he's another one since he got traded or left the Lakers. He's improved leaps and bounds. Um, I mean, if I've got one downfall on him, he's not the greatest rebounder, I guess, for, for size. But, I mean, that can always be improved because he's still young. Um, but I mean, he, he brings, you know, kind of an aggression there, but he definitely improved his offensive game big time, I thought. So he's another one I've been looking at before. What I do like about Julius Randle. Yes, he does. Is he does get a lot of defensive rebounds, but he don't get a lot of offensive rebounds. So that's the only thing I don't like. And he always yeah. goes left. Yeah. He needs to get a right hand for me. What's intriguing about Julius Randle is he's a lefty. RJ Barrett is a lefty. So you you, you kind of see where the offense could get a little a little even more yeah. unpredictable because now you got lefties mix them in with some righties. And you, you never know what's going to happen. It's really hard to guard a left, left-handed left player. So you can understand why James Harden is damn near unstoppable. But I wouldn't care if he scored 100 points any game next season. Because yeah. the way he did in the playoffs, poo-pooed again. Um, <laughs> just poo-pooed everywhere. Um, yeah. 
The fifth guy uh, is a guy I know that you, you like is guy. Paul Millsap from Denver. Yeah, I like his game. He um, started to yeah. incorporate a three-point shot. Um, he's always been a good, steady power forward at, and um, great defender. Um, gets in there, does his job. Um, you know, he, he, I know he's what up to thirty-two there, but he, he's still he's still playing uh, pretty well. He was playing well in that in that Denver system. Um, so he's another one I like for at the four. Again, uh, I'd only give him a short-term contract, um, but yeah, uh, I like his gun. And, and I think his, his veteran leadership would be a quality as well. I think Paul Millsap, it depends, though, because if Denver declines his option and make him a free agent, what, what would be his mindset? Would he be, I'm going to chase a ring? Or would he be, well, I still got a couple of years left, so... Let me see what can I help build, like what he was doing in Denver. So I love Paul Millsap, about 6'8", rugged defender. He could switch off from one through five, strong upper body. He rebounds well. He rebounds better than me than Al Horford, which is surprising because Al Horford is taller than him. But I like Paul Millsap. Paul Millsap is a good player, man. A lot of people sleep on Paul Millsap. But he's a good, solid, productive player. He had a good, solid, productive career. I would like to see him go ring chase, honestly, bro, if if it comes down to it. But to be selfish for my Knicks, I would not mind him coming over here because not only is he – not only can yeah. – he's a switchable defender, but he's a good passer. And you see how he can make good passes – Good bounce passes in the pocket. I, I I like him as a player. I can't lie to you. I love what he did in the Portland series. He held his own. I love his little post-ups on both elbows. He, he's a good, solid player. I don't know the price for him. But if I had to put one on it, I yeah, if he yeah. could get $12 million at least, I think he could just talk. I think we could get him. Probably like, you know. Yeah, I was going to say, I think we could get him for maybe somewhere in between the the, the 12 to 15 mark, um, I, I would say. If, if if he, say at first, say he had the idea, like you, you said, to go ring chasing, but he couldn't, you know, a, a contender, say, didn't sign him for whatever their reasons. Um, so then he, he did decide to look at us um, and, and change his mind saying, okay, well, I can you know, do the same thing I was doing in Denver and, you know, build something here. Um, yeah, I, I think anywhere between that 12 to 15 million mark, I, I think would, would, would be sufficient. Yeah, most definitely. Because if we get a guy like Paul Millsap, then I, would say, then I would want another guy like Patrick Beverly, you know, on a, on a, on a 10 to $15 million deal. Yeah. You know, we get both them for for twenty twenty five million. If we could talk them down a bit, um, and try to help build this culture, man, I want to build a culture of defensive minded players. Um, love the fifth guy you chose. Love it, love it, 
Number six. Okay. Who's your guy? Number six is a, is another big boy and and another hard working guy is uh, J. Michael Green from the Clippers. Um, <laughs> oh, I get, I get no, man. no, <laughs> that got Oh yeah. <laughs> I like him. Um, again, great range from the three-point line. Uh, good defender. Um, really looked really fit last season um, compared to when he was at the Grizzly. Like he, he was really balling for the Clippers. Um, he's got a good paint presence. Um, yeah, he, he, you know, he, he's, his rebounding numbers aren't too bad either. Um, he's another guy. He's going to bring you some vet vet leadership because he, he brought that quality to the Clippers, and I, I think he was. Um, a good cog in the in the Clippers system, um, you know he's he's never going to be your star guy, but he's, he's going to be an in, integral piece of, of, of your team and, and probably a really good locker room guy too. Um, but he's another guy who can stretch the floor at the four, um, so I like him. I, I, he's another guy I like at the four. Jermichael Green, I'm thinking about the fit him next to Mitch. I, I like the fit. Mm. He can switch too. Yeah. Guys, yeah, he did get in shape. That's what I noticed, noticed during the playoffs. He was launching a lot of threes. It's funny how a lot of bigs need to be thanking Fizdale right now, especially Paul Gasol for his ring. Because as I'm watching the Raptors throughout the playoffs, you see Paul Gasol get the occasional three. You see him get the occasional mid-range jump shot. And Fizdale made him go out the three-point line. He made him shoot threes. So, shout-outs to Fizz, man. He he got that. He got Marcus Saul shooting threes, and he got a ring. Yes. He made teams. Teams, you can't double off Marcus Saul because if you leave at the three, he could possibly make it. So, I like the fit with Jermichael Green. I like the fit. Even though I'm scared, though, because, you know, Fizzdale, you a Fizzdale guy, he gonna let you shoot a million times. So. <laughs> he made I'm, I hope he's banished. <laughs> Bye, Emmanuel Moutier. I, I, I can't stand them one-legged jumpers. But let's let's move on. Because I, I could throw a million things at you about Emmanuel Moutier. <laughs> seventh guy. Seventh guy. Yeah, my seventh guy, guy is, is probably going to interest you. But um, I watched him all season for the Wizards. I really like him, especially if we're going to lose DeAndre as a backup centre, um, who's also you could play at power forward. He's got a lot of speed for a big boy, and that's Thomas Bryant. I really enjoyed his progress last season. Um, for, again, another guy who got uh, let go by the Lakers. And... Um, he, his game came along leaps and bounds. Good rebounder, good shot blocker. Um, started getting a little bit of range from the three-point line. He's just a beast. He's a young beast, but he's a beast. Um, yeah, I like Thomas Bryan. As, again, as I said, um, I, I mainly put him on my list for a backup to Mitch um, because you wouldn't lose anything when you do the substitution if you know, if you know what I'm talking about in, in the style of play and pace. Yeah. I, yo, it's crazy because I like Thomas Bryant too. My my man Cal always told me about Th- Thomas Bryant since he was in Indiana. And Thomas Bryant um, shot 6% from the field, which is amazing to me. 
But he also made 33 threes and shot 99 threes and hit 33% from three. He averaged 6.3 rebounds, 10.5 points, 1.3 assists, almost a block per game. Mm. He definitely showed promise. And I'm wondering, how how is he a free agent? The Wizards only signed him to a one-year deal? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not sure if he like, yeah, I'm not sure if he's um if he's unrestricted or, or restricted. Um, but I, I know he's a free agent. I know that much. But um, as a, again, if if we could get in and and, and get him for the right price uh, for a backup, so, yeah, I I love the fit. That's I, I like. Brand. Yeah, Man, I just yeah. didn't know he was a free agent though. So you threw a monkey wrench in there. I wouldn't mind. Throwing him at power forward, yeah. if anything, I li- I like Thomas Bryant. That that's that, that would be a great pickup for for the New York Knicks. And it's funny because Thomas Bryant definitely is a free agent. He's definitely he definitely is. Oh well, that's even better. Unrestricted. That's even better. Agent. So yeah, the, yeah, the get him. The Knicks could get him. The Knicks could definitely get him, and, he, and he's so, got great um, athleticism too for a big boy. He's like got a lot of bounce. Like, uh, um, what's the old saying? I like to use. I think he's got springs in his feet naturally. <laughs> like for a big boy, he just bounces. You know. Yeah. I, yeah. I, what make me really like his game is. He could shoot the three. Any guy, any big man that could shoot the three, that could block some type of shots, <laughs> I like them on my team. So I definitely would have Thomas Bryant. And he's only 21 years old. You never know. But I, I definitely like that name. I like that name you, you brought up. My so, next guy at number eight, I've got guy. Patrick Beverly. Of course, we were just talking about him. <laughs> Pat yeah, man, that dog. He's a dog. Did you see before you go to Pat Beverly? Did you see Gamers um Gamer Zones when um yes Pat yes Beverly was trying to recruit Durant? Oh man, <laughs> he was like, "You need some dogs in your locker room." <laughs> I I I want me a Pat Pat Beverly, man. Please, but, yeah, I like I like his game, man. Like like you mentioned, he, he's a dog on defense. Um. I love that mentality he's got on defense, which which would rub off on the young guys. He can teach to the young guys, um, you know, just not to be afraid. I mean, you know, you look at his size, and he was giving Duran all sorts of bloody trouble on that court. Um, you know, during that Warriors Clippers series, um, wasn't scared at all. Um, love his heart, love his passion for the game. Um, he improved his offense a little bit because he he was um, used to be a terrible three point shooter. But um, he was actually, yeah, he's improved. He's improved his three-point shooting. Yeah. But again, he's he's got good passing skills. Um, but I, I, again, I, I want him for his defense and his leadership more than anything. Um, you know, he's just a good locker room guy to have around. And he'll just make he'll just make all the young guys tougher. You know, um, he he doesn't. You know, he he won't won't cater to them. You know, if they got, you know, he's not going to go easy on them. You know, um, I've seen what he did when in Lonzo's first meet up with him, and and pushed him around, bullied him around. So, I like I like that bullying style he, he brings. Um, 
yeah, he'd be a good pickup. Again, um, you come off the bench, uh, you know, run, running the second unit uh, or help running the second unit even. Um, yeah, he's another guy I was looking at and he could play point guard and shooting guard. So, Yeah, I would love I would love Patrick Beverly here. Yeah. If he come in, somebody gotta go, most definitely. Yeah, Dotson, somebody gonna have to go. Not gonna be enough space. So I think the Knicks would do somebody just they would if they was to let anybody go, I think they would send them to a great organization or they would let them test free outright. So if it's a guy like Dotson, you just you know, rescind his 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 contract and you let him test free agency this year. You know, I'm loving the Patrick Beverly pick, man. I I can't lie to you. All right, my guy got so, number nine. The next guy, I'm looking at as a backup point guard role, and and this would be my dream scenario, of course, if we could get D'Angelo Russell to run to be the starting point guard. Is my first choice as a backup point guard would be Ricky Rubio. Um, Utah's letting him go, obviously, so he's a free agent. Um, improved his shooting. Um, Started shooting the three ball pretty well last season. Um, there's games he'll be quiet on the offensive side, but then there's games he'll just explode for you. But he's got a wonderful basketball IQ, great vision, uh, great passer, finds his man, knows, um, can create for everybody, you know, get get everybody their shot. Um, I like his game, tightened up his defense. You know, he's not the biggest guy, um, you know, so he's not going to be blocking shots or anything like that. But... He'll stay. He'll he'll stay on his man as best as he can. You know, chasing some around. He's still quite quick as well, so he can um, you know bring up the pace when the second unit comes on. Um, yeah, I like him as a backup point guard. Um, he would not be a yeah. bad option as a backup point guard. And, and again, another vet, veteran guy. Um, you know, he brings international flavour, which we're, we're starting to get yeah. an international flavour on the Knicks. So, yeah, I think he'd be a good addition coming coming off the bench. Speaking of international, an international player won every single NBA yeah. award tonight, which is a great achievement. Raptors won the NBA can championship. I, can... Giannis won an MVP. Rudy Gobert winning. I was just going to say, because you'll love this, I, I just want to give a shout-out to your guy, Spicy P, most improved player. Well done. Yeah. Spicy Well done. Spicy. Oh, man. Yeah. And yeah. he's an NBA champion, yo. <laughs> like, how many guys can say yo, exactly I'm an NBA champion? <laughs> like, I-, I love Spike P, man. I- that's the guy who I want Knox to be. If Knox could be Spicy P d- defensively, it's not even offensively. Like, I know Knox going to get the offensively. It's defensively. Spicy P. Oh. I yeah, he is awful. I'm, I'm, I'm going to let everybody know right now, and you've heard this here first. He's going to be the best power forward in the NBA in a couple more years. Oof, that's a yeah. tough one. <laughs> that's a tough. One. That's a tough one. You still got Zion out there. You still got. I mean. He's going to be automatically yeah. top five just because of his accolades. He got a chance. 
championship. So that he's, uh, he's automatically going to be. Oh yeah, tomorrow. yeah. I mean, uh, he's, he's, he's obviously the, there's no truer statement at the moment. Obviously, that it, it could change, but he's definitely more rounded and more skilled than than Zion. Put it that way in the skill department. Um, from what I've seen him do on the offense, um, you know, it's going to be interesting with them to comes to, you know, winning Defensive Player of the Year awards between the two of them because they're both, you know, extremely good on defence. Um, and I still see Zion's defence and, and what he can do defensively translating. Um, it would probably translate to the NBA a lot better and a lot smoother than his, than his offence because, as, as I said, we've only mainly seen the, the man dunk um, with a very flat three-point shot. So, whereas Spicy P, on the other hand... Oh, you know, I think that's what might keep him ahead of Zion. You know, if Zion doesn't develop in the areas that people want him to or expect him to develop into, other than just dunking, Spicy P, when it comes offensively, is going to have it over him every single time. And you know what I like about Spicy P, too? He, when he don't got a mid-range jumper, he always back you down. He got a nice jump hook. He got a nice jump hook. He developed that jump hook. I, I can't lie to you. He developed that. If Knox can add that into his yes. game, because you know Knox like to shoot floaters. And he always been a guy who loves to shoot floaters. So, man, oh, man. I, I'm, I love Spicy P, man. Shout out to Spicy P. But all international yeah. players winning every single NBA award. So you know you know what that means. Yeah. That and the national players is on the rise. And the national players becoming known as tough. And you can now pick your shot on an international player now. You could groom these guys. They the just the whole league in general is getting better. It's becoming littered with guys. Littered. Yeah, my um, final guy again final guy. Un, is is another guy I'm looking at for a backup point guard role and and um, improve his game with Memphis is um, Dylan Wright and and he's got good size for for a guard as well. Um, I really like that he can shoot the three ball and improve the three ball um, since he left Toronto, um, and he had some big games for them for Memphis um, throughout the season. Um, you know, especially when Mike. Conley was out every now and then. <laughs> Man, I, I, I'm loving it. Who would he, who would he affect um, on the roster? Well, again, because I'd be having him probably more so come off the off the bench in the second unit. So, you know, he, he, he'd go all right com- combining with, I reckon, probably Alonzo Trier coming off the bench. Him, him and, you know, Dallin Wright. You know, imagine them as your backcourt off the bench, you know, coming in to replace that uh, a D'Angelo Russell yeah. and, a, and an RJ Barrett, you're not going to lose size. That's for sure. When, when it comes to your backcourt. So you're still going to have a big backcourt. Um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan for big backcourts to be quite honest, because I've noticed when teams have a tendency to team up two little guys, it, it kind of, it, it kind of bites them when it, when it comes to defense. Not so much offensively, but defensively it, it does. So I do like a bit of size in my backcourt. Um, so that's another reason why um, I like the Dallin Wright. Um, I think he's six five or six six. Um, again, you, he, he's a combo guard, so you can play him at point guard or shoot, shooting guard. Um, 
and he's good defensively. Um, so um, he wouldn't be a bad backup option for either, again, running at point guard or shooting guard. I yeah, like that pickup. He's switchable. That's he's switchable. Pickup. That's definitely a sneaky pickup. I think definitely switchable. I want a few. You you know what? Since you just said you're you you 10 free agents. In the future, right? I'm gonna name two guys that I'm looking at in the future. And then you can name your two guys. It's two guys I'm looking at right now in the future. No, three now that R.J. Barrett spoke his name up. One, I'm looking at Giannis Antetokounmpo. I'm definitely looking at him 2021. My second guy, Carl Anthony Towns. I'm definitely looking at him when his contract is up. Because if Minnesota don't go nowhere, I know for sure he's going to want to come to a Surprised if the Knicks trade for Carl Anthony Towns in the future. Do not be surprised. <laughs> Do not be surprised. He's going to ask for a trade in the future. A lot of guys going to start pulling the LeBron, pulling the, the Anthony Davis. I want to get out of here. I want to move. So... And my last guy is Zion Williamson because we got R.J. Barrett. And R.J. Barrett said he's definitely going to recruit Zion to New York. So those are my three guys for the future. Free agents. Uh, my three, I'm, I'm going to agree um, pretty much with you on, on it. Um, I've got Zion for sure. Oh, I'm, I'm pretty much guaranteeing he, he's a lock to eventually become a Nick. RJ's not going to leave to join him. He's going to leave to join RJ. Um, you know, they'll, they'll want to team up again. They they just they just they just go two and two together, man. Like you know, they're brothers. Uh, it's it's gotten more than just friendship. They're, they're like brothers. Um, so it's going to happen one way or one way or another. It's going to happen. I, I think that's pretty much a guarantee. Um, and and Zion is going to uh, he's. He's gonna the minute he plays in Madison Square Garden, even for the Pelicans in his first, that that's 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 just gonna get him over the line. Like, oh, I want to be here with RJ. I want this spotlight with RJ. You know, um, so yeah, he's one guy. Uh, I agree with Giannis. Um, <laughs> you know, you'd have to be the most. I don't know. It'd be mind-boggling for a GM not to even try and get him in a room. You know, when he becomes a free agent or if he asks for a trade. Um, you know, it's almost come to it, I think, a couple of times. Him already looking possibly at asking for a trade a few times with some things the Bucks have done in the past there since his tenure. Um, I know they're in a good spot now and everything's all good at the moment because they've got the coach of the year, of course, in Budenholzer. And um, they actually, their GM there, you know, actually finally surrounded him, I guess, with the right pieces. Um but, I mean, again, if it all falls apart again, if it gets down the dumps there again, which it has twice before, I could easily see him asking for a trade, if not just looking to go elsewhere when he becomes a free agent. So he's another one I'd be looking at for the Knicks. Another guy, um, a third guy, um, and I, I hate to say it to all the Toronto fans out there, but uh, I'd be looking at Spicy P. 
<laughs> I, I wouldn't mind having him on the Knicks um, when he becomes a free agent. Um, just his skill set, um, his energy. Um, I, I just love it. He, he's another guy like Joel Embiid. I just, I just love their fun nature, man. Um, they just, re- you know, he just really loves his basketball. He loves being around his teammates. You can see that, um, you know, w- where he is at the moment on Toronto. Um, loves to play, loves to get better. Um, just love it. Love his attitude. Um, you know, you, you couldn't ask for, for, I guess, a better person, um, just as a person in general, uh, to be on your squad. Um, you know, he just, he's just so infectious. Um, I, I kept, I kept saying to a friend the other day, every time he smiles, it's just so infectious, you know, um, big, bright smile at the parade the whole time. Uh, <laughs> he couldn't wipe the smile off, off Pascal's face, you know, um, and he deserved it. Just like, just like he deserved. Um, and that's why I gave him an applause before he, he, Really deserved that award he won tonight. Um, improved leaps and bounds um, over his rookie season. Um, he knows he's still got a lot to improve in his game, and and, and he will. Um, that that's that's why I made the big statement earlier. I, I could really see him uh, pushing to be the best power forward in the game eventually. Um, you know, he's got that will. He's got the skill set um, uh, to to get himself there. Um, you know, I could see him winning Defensive Player of the Year awards. You know, um, I can't say anything any, anything more better about about the kid. I, I just I just love him. So I'd also say he would be another one to look at in the future. Yo, it's crazy. <laughs> I keep thinking about this Thomas Bryant pickup. <laughs> I can't I can't get off that pickup. I can't get off that pickup because I look at a guy like Mitch and yeah. I think of a guy like Thomas Bryant back in Mitch. Nope. And you don't really lose a lot of production. And it gives another guy, Fisdale, Katuda. That, that's what, that's, that's, yeah, yeah. I, I knew I knew. I, I put him on my list. I was like, oh, yep, Slizzy's going like, to like this pick because I thought – now, if you, as I said, because I just get this inclination that we're possibly, I won't say for sure, but we possibly might be losing DeAndre. So I thought to myself, I'm going to put a, a guy in here that I could see being a backup to Mitch where you're not going to lose any productivity. You're still going to have the same energy. You're still going to have a guy that can keep up with the pace um, because both of them are quick for big men. Um, yeah, you're not going to lose anything. So I, I thought... It'd just be the perfect fit, like you know. And as as I said, I, I, I at times you could even run them both at the, on the court at the same time and run Thomas Bryan at the power forward position, like that. That in itself, I mean, could you imagine them two blocking shots together? Like, whew. oh man, yeah. I mean, that, that, that's. That yes, is, yeah. It, like if, when when they're on the it court together, um, just like I said with the Zion Jackson Hayes backcourt in in New Orleans, you'd have one of the most athletic backcourts in Thomas Bryant and Mitchell Robinson. That's oh, sorry, front court. Sorry. Mm. That's yeah. That's nice. That's nice. I'm I, I'm I, 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 I like the pickup, man. So the Knicks are yes. looking to acquire Kevin Durant's medical records with free agency loan. This yeah. means that they're definitely interested in signing Kevin Durant. 
Now, what I'm hoping is that we sign KD. We sign at least two more vets. And then we could probably yeah. sign. I would love to sign Thomas Bryant now. Now that you said, if I could, if we could get KD, Patrick Marvelly, uh, Thomas Bryant, and Marcus Morris. Yeah. We could get that. And then KD coming back next year. I, I, I'm liking that pickup, man. I'm liking that pickup. So, free agency is in a couple days. So yeah, well, it's going to a few more days' time uh, to all Knicks fans. It's going to be interesting. I know we're all going to um, be eager to see who we can, um, you know, sign up to join our young core. Um, you know, we've got two guys there now with in Perry and Mills. We've got smart guys, intelligent guys that'll do their due diligence on, on all the free agents and um, make sure that they get the right fit to go along with our young guys, get get the right guys to, to build the culture that they're building here, um, you know, so and th- that are going to fit Fisdale's system that, that hopefully is, he's going to implement this season, which I, I believe he is actually going to implement a system finally. Um, I, you know, I agree with you, Sliz, that last last year was just all about, you know, um, building the family-type unit and, and just giving the young guys a run, um, you know, get, get a season under their belt. I think that's all it sort of was, a bit of a productive sort of in the progression sort of, you know, stages. So um, this this time around, this this second season with Fizdale, he, he, we should start seeing his system put into place. And, um, yeah, let's just hope for the best. Um, again, you know, we, we all hope for Kevin Durant. Um, I've got a good feeling about it. And the, I guess the only, the only, only sort of little knuckle in it, I guess, we've just got to worry about is, is Kyrie. Is, is Kyrie going to convince him to, to come over to Brooklyn with him? Um, I, I don't believe so. Um, I haven't believed for the last month that Kyrie's going to even come into play with Kevin's decision. Um, so, yeah, let's, let's just all hope for the best in free agency and uh, see what our team looks like. So, my final words is, shout-outs to Adam Silver. You're making the NBA such a beautiful game. Appreciate you. NBA champion, Toronto, Canada. MVP, Nigeria, Greece. Most improved player, Cameroon. Rookie of the year, Slovenia. Defensive player of the year, France. The NBA is becoming a global game. I need everybody who doubts Frank Nilekina. Have you? I need you to throw those out the garbage. Throw them doubts out the garbage. I hope he stays here after free agency because you see where this game is going. And I'm positive. I hope you are positive too. Mr. Mitchell's positive. We all try to stay positive for this free agency. KD, I hope he gets better. I still want Kevin Durant. He brings up the moral of the team, brings up the franchise. I don't look at him as a savior either. I don't look at R.J. Barrett as a savior either. This is a team sport, and a team got to do it together. Kawhi Leonard did not do it by himself. He has a great supporting cast, former All-Star, with a current All-Star. 
Shout-outs to everybody that be tuning in. Appreciate the love and support.